And you're gonna wanna buckle up. The Mandela Effect is a real phenomenon described as when a group of people adamantly believe an incident or experience occurred that never did. Scientists at the University of Chicago described the Mandela Effect as, quote, an internet phenomenon describing shared and consistent false memories for specific icons in popular culture. talking about today is something that I hyper fixate on and I am autistic so you bet your sweet little booty that this episode is going to be fully unmasked unfiltered harmony because I get to sit and tell you guys about something that I love to talk about and that boys and ghouls is the Mandela effect now I'm sure that many of you know exactly what I'm talking about for those of you who have no idea what a Mandela effect is, oh, welcome to the rabbit hole that you're about to fall headfirst into. Mandela effects are collective false memories. However, they're not exactly. Don't worry, we're gonna explain and dive in. The most common Mandela effect is actually where the term come from. And yep, for some reason I put an S behind from. Not sure why, but we're gonna go with it. Mandela effect comes from Nelson Mandela. Nelson Rolihlahalla Mandela, commonly referred to as Nelson Mandela, was a South African anti-apartheid activist. I think that's apartheid. I'm not actually sure how to say that word. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot sometimes. Anyways, Nelson would go on to end up being a politician and serve as the first president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. Why am I giving you this history lesson you're asking probably? That's because he supposedly, according to many people, didn't actually end up being the president because he died in prison, which he served many years in prison before he would go on to be the president of South Africa. Many people got really confused when he died just not that long ago, like recently compared to the 1980s. And they saw this on TV and were like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's weird because like he totally died in the 80s. I remember watching this funeral in the 80s, so what? It was such a big confuzzle that people turned to the internet and this is where the term Mandela effect would be born. So many people did not understand how he had just died when they knew he died in prison and they witnessed his funeral. So there we go. Voila, the Mandela effect. The first false memory. Kind of. Not exactly, because as you're about to learn, there's many things that actually happened before this that many people can recall. But we only just recently started talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you've never heard of the Mandela effect, I'm about to enlighten you. As this is something that I absolutely adore, I find simply interesting. 
Our world is so incredible. Something that our Peabody brain still can't quite even explain, comprehend, or understand. Understand. Sorry, the inner Zach Baggins in me just came out. One of those things that we don't understand is this false memory that seems to happen to hundreds of thousands of people on such a grand scale that it is now a phenomena where so many people have multiple memories yet these things never were never happened or simply could not be by the end of this episode you're probably gonna be wondering what the fuck what is happening is this real am i living in a simulation harmony what the hell is going on and why don't i have any chicos for this game and also did my person go afk because i don't understand anything anymore just kidding simulations are for a whole other episode this though could be related to glitches in the matrix as mandela effects are very disturbing because according to what they could be they mean that you and me and anyone who's affected by them are jumping from timeline to timeline. And there's only so many ways that we could be doing that. Either someone's causing our timelines to shift, intentionally or unintentionally. Now, some people think CERN are doing this, but that's another topic for a different discussion. Other people say that this happens when you possibly have a near-death experience where you did die in one timeline. One consciousness of you did pass away, but you simply survived, had a little bit of a whoops, near death, and went into another timeline where there's a slight difference. But these slight differences become rather noticeable after X amount of timeline shifts. And that's what leads us to today. A few rather noticeable Mandela effects that aren't your everyday run-of-the-mill. There won't be a Berenstain, Berenstain Mandela effect in sight for this episode. We're not even going to talk about the widely popular genie movie of Did It or Didn't Happen with Sinbad, because yes, it fucking did. And no, I am not mistaking Shaquille O'Neal in Kazam! I know what I watch and I watch what I watch, okay? Thank you very much. Jonathan Brandis was in it and he had a sister in it and Sinbad was the freaking genie from the freaking lamp and don't tell me that I'm mistaken. Thank you. Now that we have cleared the air on that, we are about to begin this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you are easily freaked out and disturbed by the possibility of what is may not exactly be, then don't listen to this episode. Because I assure you, the Mandela effect will leave you uncomfortable. Now it's time to begin. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's go. How would you feel if you could no longer trust your own memories? You remember the children's book when you were growing up about the family of bears? The Berenstein Bears. Berenstein. S-T-E-I-N. We've been hard to reach lately. I just, just started noticing some things. And like what kind of things? We're living in parallel universes. Can you picture the Monopoly man? Yeah. What's on his face? Monocle. Apparently, it's never been the case. The Mandela effect. Either we're sliding between parallel realities, or like a simulation and it's glitching out. start this with King Tut's headpiece you know like when you think about that what do you what do you picture is it a vulture is it a snake is it both because yes it is both but we're not we're not going to talk about that that's not what I want to talk about we could talk about the Statue of Liberty though are you able to go in the crown or the torch 
Or is it both? Or have you never been able to go in one of them? Or was it one or the other at some point? While we're talking about the Statue of Liberty, was it on Liberty Island or was it on Ellis Island? Because there are people, at least if you take a quick little Google search, that you can see standing in front of what looks to be, should be, the Statue of Liberty. Yet, there's just an empty area while they're proudly doing the torch monumental hold like there's a statue behind them but there's just nothing there i don't know it's weird weird yes but not enough to be in the mandela effects for the day maybe we'll talk about how it might seem like a crush but it i'm just kidding <laughs> oops i did it again though you know what i mean because like britney spears has her own mandela effect in fact apparently if you recall the oops i did it again music video she's wearing that really really you know gotta be sweltering insanely hot leather red suit i can't imagine how spicy her skin was feeling a little bit moist you know a little bit like can't breathe in here but cute as hell let me tell you do you remember like uh i don't know uh that microphone that she had she was wearing no maybe yeah okay because if you said yes so did so many people in fact in lizzie mcguire there is a cut scene and lizzie is doing a little dance you know like the the whole oops i did it again dance and she has that infamous red bodysuit on and the mic also the doll the actual merchandise britney spears oops i did it again doll comes with that famous red jumpsuit and you guessed it a microphone <laughs> weird that a merchandised doll would have something that well wouldn't you know isn't even in the music video speaking of that music video though this is not in the topic for today we're not discussing this mandela effect there is a moment in the music video where britney does grab onto this mic although she's not wearing it what is happening despite that i might be a little heated as i talk about that one because where the fuck did the microphone go and how does something just disappear <laughs> we're not gonna focus on that one because there's so many others like shaggy and his disappearing adam's apple yeah that's right shaggy from scooby-doo mystery incorporated the awesome gang that seemed to be roaming around in like post-apocalyptic times i don't know well wouldn't you know shaggy seems to have lost his Adam's apple. Yeah, that's right. I vividly remember him having one, especially when he would, you know, swallow. The camera would be sure to focus on it, but now it ain't there. But none of those, not even the Uncle Sam. I want you to remember Uncle Sam's hat. It's a white, almost like a top hat, you know, with the blue stripe and the white stars right there going across the center. And then on the top, there's those red stripes, right? You know what I'm talking about from the really popular I Want You poster, you know, don't you? Because if you said, yeah, I know those red stripes, you'd be wrong. There aren't any red stripes on that hat. Mm -mm. Even though the costume there is, even though many art depictions shows that there is. <laughs> but again, <clears throat> we're all wrong. Because Uncle Sam's hat is just a white hat with a blue circular stripe and some white stars. 
ain't a red stripe in sight. WT fuck is happening in this world. Nonetheless, these are none of the Mandela effects that I want to discuss with you today because I want to talk about ones that really threw me for a freaking loop when I found them. I was like, excuse me, excuse the WT fudge out of me, but this is not flipping possible because what? What? Since when? Since freaking when? I loved school and we didn't learn half of this shiitake crap, but you want to tell me that this really happened? I don't freaking think so. So without any further ado, let me just give you a little short jump of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about electric cars and how they've been around for a very long freaking time. We're talking the 18 goddamn hundreds. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. New York City had fleets of them. <laughs> Right? It's a shock, I know. Don't worry, that's not the only interesting one I have for you. What is that pink bunny that uh, the battery company has? You know, that battery company has it. It's like, uh, just keeps going and going and going and go. <gasps> Duracell! Yeah. What do you mean I'm wrong? No, Duracell has a pink bunny. In fact, theirs was first, and they had it for 23 years. And then Energizer was like, hey, guess what? Samesies! <laughs> you didn't know this? Oh my god, where have you been? Okay, okay. Maybe you know about those ones, but how about this one? Did you know that we've been to Venus? Shut the front fucking door! What? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm, mm, yeah, no. Only a year after we went to the moon. Oh my god, what the fuck is going on, guys? Yeah, that's right, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that one some more, because that one really freaks with my head. I might even throw in a few bands to lighten the mood, you know, like what their real name is. Is it this or is it that? Because you'd probably be wrong. We may play a little musical trivia with the Mandela effect sprinkled in there like glitter. You know, the herpes of the craft world. Once it's there, you just can never unsee it. So once I've introduced you to these Mandela effects, you will forever be able to not unsee them. Sorry, I'm so sorry. These are so disturbing, guys. I am... I really hope you're ready because, um, don't say I didn't warn you. First up, I'm diving into these electric cars because when, how, and why did I not learn this in school? I am very confused and also pretty much calling, nope, that's bullshit. Marketed as clean, quiet, and easy to drive, early electric cars became so popular that by 1900, they accounted for around one-third of all automotive vehicles on roadways. The earliest known full-sized electric car was designed by Robert Anderson, a Scottish inventor who built his version in the 1830s, though that car, and many of its successors, didn't go very far. It would take about three decades for electric car batteries to improve, and starting in 1881, battery-operated buses began ferrying passengers in Paris, Berlin, London, and New York. Get this, and if you knew this, props to you, because I had no idea, and apparently many other people didn't. Apparently, electric cars debuted in America thanks to William Morrison, a chemist who lived in Des Moines, Iowa, by the way. Now, in 1890, he debuted his electric car to us, America. I want to fast forward real fast. I'm skipping a bit of their history, but I just want to talk about some main points here because I didn't know any of this and I'm very confused. 1973. Gas prices are soaring. 
This is causing automakers and the U.S. Department of Health to explore alternative fuels. GM would go on to develop a prototype. They developed an urban electric car. And Sebring Vanguard would release its city car. This city car was an electric vehicle that had a very limited range and a lot of performance issues, leaving it to not really do very well. This also fast forwards us to another key point in the electric car industry, 1996, when many people were like, oh yeah, electric vehicles, that sounds weird. Because this is when most people remember them bursting onto the scene. In 1996 came the EV1. The first mass-produced electric car. This would go on to be released under a leasing program and at just over a thousand produced, meaning that it didn't really go very far because it didn't make a lot and you had to only have it through this program. You couldn't just go buy it. You had to lease it. What blows my mind, and not just me, there's thousands of us out here, hundreds of thousands in fact, that don't recall ever being told that electric vehicles existed in the 1800s. Apparently, New York City even had 60 electric taxis, a practical fleet. By 1900, electric cars accounted for over one third of all vehicles on the road in the United States. Then, over the next 10 years, sales would continue to grow. In fact, electric cars were so incredibly popular, they led to the very first hybrid car. You're sleeping right! You heard me! You guys want to take a stab in the dark at when this hybrid debuted? No? Maybe? I bet you're wrong. 1899. 18? That's right, 1899. However, the apparent reason we may be so unaware of this is due to its cheaper counterpart, the Model T car option. Ford's Model T would apparently kill the electric car industry, allowing the cheaper option to take over. Gas. Gas cars would devour the market and become the standard. At least that's now what is claimed it's weird man i swear i don't remember any of that I, I i knew about model t you know it was a pretty cool car that came out really long time ago but uh did not know that there were electric cars before that one mm -mm. had no freaking idea did you did you because if you did, cool, fantastic, this Mandela effect doesn't bother you. However, if you are as shocked as I was and many other people, what freaking timeline do you think you're from? Because it ain't this one. Let's move along, okay? Okay, buckle up because it's gonna get crazier from here. Back in 1981, the Soviet space program launched two identical spacecraft, Venera 13 and Venera 14. Launched just five days apart, the objective of the mission was to study the dense atmosphere and mysterious surface of our neighboring planet, Venus. 
Both of the descent probes carried a payload of scientific equipment, most of which was sealed in an airtight pressure vessel designed to withstand the scorching temperature and crushing atmospheric pressure that can be found on Venus. Surprisingly, each probe exceeded its planned design life, while sending back important information about the shrouded planet's surface conditions. The landing probes were able to capture incredible colour panoramic images of their surroundings and drill into the Venusian ground to analyse the dry, black, rocky soil that they landed upon, revealing the mysterious planet's desolate environment. But what many of you may not know is that both of the probes were equipped with microphones that were designed to record atmospheric wind noise in an effort to measure wind speed. Unfortunately, a lot of the data it seems is still unavailable online, and so I could not find the Venera 13 sound recording. However, the Venera 14 sound recording is available, allowing us to listen to the historic moment that the ambitious probe landed and captured the eerie sounds that surrounded it. So sit back, plug in your headphones, and immerse yourself into a 40-year-old soundscape that was captured from the surface of the hellish planet Venus. just heard was real audio from Venus that I had no idea existed. In fact, I had no idea that we'd ever been to Venus. And what you just heard wasn't the only time we have been. It wasn't even the first. I'm getting slightly ahead of myself. There's a mission coming in 2039 for us to land a wind-powered rover on the surface of Venus. In case you weren't aware, Venus isn't exactly, though beautiful, the most, uh, hospitable planet. It is incredibly harsh. She's a hot lady, but I mean that not just with her beauty, but also her scorching temperature. At a sweltering 865 degrees Fahrenheit, or 465 degrees Celsius for basically anyone else in the world, it's rather harsh for humans. Not to mention, anything that we would try to send there would, well, eventually melt and burn up in the atmosphere. Good point is try to make something that can last a little longer than minutes, to days, or weeks, possibly even months. As you're guessing, this is the Mandela Effect, though. Because this will not be the first time that we've landed on Venus. We, as in humans, not America, but Soviets did, in 1970 successfully land a craft on the surface of Venus. The Venera 7 even transmitted information to Earth for about 53 minutes, allowing us to see for the very first time what Venus even looked like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this really bothers me because I feel like maybe, just maybe, at any point in my schooling history that somebody, and I mean any freaking person, 
in any of those classrooms, or anyone who had a degree who was talking about space with me could have been like, you know that we've been to Venus. In fact, maybe not humans, but we have pictures. We even have sound recorded, which is just mind baffling that it slipped every single history teacher's mind that I had and that this is news to me. I just learned of this in the past few weeks and I am so gosh darn just disturbed. Okay, let's get back to this because I don't like it and it's really disturbing me. I mean, we've had this video and evidence for over 50 years and you know what? It's just like <laughs> randomly coming forward. That's freaking and it's coming forward as though it's just been so available and everywhere. <laughs> Why wasn't it in any of my textbooks? What the fun? Just, that's weird to me. You know, like only a year after we went to the moon, we also went to Venus. That's <laughs> so freaking weird, man. You're telling me that we could transmit data from the moon and Venus, but I can still lose a call walking across my driveway. Okay. It's just all crazy to me, but if you're interested in our time on Venus, just Google it. You can go to YouTube, you can watch videos, you can see pictures, you can hear the planet's sound. Oh my goodness, that's so crazy because I genuinely didn't know that we did this and I am so freaking disturbed. What about you? Did you know we went to Venus? Did you? What's next? Did we already land on Pluto? Neptune? Uranus? You know I had to throw in a Uranus joke. Come on, with a name like that. Fun fact, did you know that it was going to be George? That is 100% factual. Uranus's original name was the Georgium Sidus, or the Georgian planet, aka George. Now, these last two little Mandela effects are probably some that I found really disturbing recently, and I have many more. There's so many just random Mandela effects that may not apply to some of us, or some don't bother me, some I'm just like, no, it's always been that way. And same with you. You may look at this stuff and go, Harmony, maybe you just need to get your head looked at, because like, maybe you're just a bad memory. No, you're right. I totally do. I got blackout spots up there, okay? Trauma. However, I know and I know, and some of this stuff does not make sense. Like, you cannot tell me that Sinbad did not play a freaking genie! Sorry. Sorry, that one really leaves me kind of spicy. However, we are coming down here and I wanna just talk about some lighter ones that are still mildly disturbing, but they're, they're lighter, they're easier, they're smaller shifts in timelines. And if you really don't know what I mean by timelines, well then, let me talk to you about quantum physics. But not quite yet. Let's discuss these final little interesting Mandela effects. And before I say goodbye to you at the end of this episode, we'll discuss a little education and one of my favorite things to study for funsies. Quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and quantum theory. But first, Let's talk about music and how, well, it seems as though someone's changing the record because it ain't the same old song. DJ, play it again. Or some sort of musical pun to introduce our newest segment. I guess I, I could just play some audio. <laughs> Here you go.
jamming, sitting there dancing in your seat. Yeah, samesies. Now I'm gonna say the names of the bands you just heard, and you're gonna tell me if those are right or if they're wrong, okay? The Eagles, The Carpenters, The Ramones, and The Bee Gees! Right? That was them, right? <laughs> wrong. Rango. That is not at all who those bands are. And you're probably sitting there like that. No, what? Shut up for me, huh? You see, not a single one of those bands has the official title of the in their name. There is no band called the Eagles or the Carpenters or the Ramones or the Bee Gees. They are all simply Eagles, Carpenters. Ramones and Bee Gees. I know that's it might not bother you, but that doesn't feel right to me. Doesn't feel right to me and the slightest. And you know, it may be a little bitty small change, but you know what? It's still the flippin' change. You're telling me that everybody just has been adding the huh? What? We're just adding it into the name? Hmm. Okay. That is some Berenstain Berenstain bullshit, as Brandon Yeary would say. While we're on the topic of music, there are two more that I want to talk about. One does kind of just probably go for the sense of, you know, it sounds like this. But there's another one that has completely added in a new letter. This new letter might not sound like a whole lot to you, but just wait until you hear the song, which I think is ready to play. And I warn you, this is a 90s banger, so you're gonna love it. You're probably gonna bop a little in your seat. Ready and play it! Jewel would release her album Pieces of You. Side note, I listened to that non-stop. It was almost always in my CD player. I freaking loved it. My friends and I would put on our own Jewel music videos. Not even kidding, which is why this is really messing with me. Because on this album, Pieces of You was her smash hit, Who Will Save Your Soul? <laughs> You know, that one's so good. Now, why am I talking about this? What What's the Mandela effect? Don't worry, I gotcha. If you were to sing the song, or hear it, let's say I kept playing it earlier, and you got to listen to the whole song. Instead of that, if you just took a little gander up at the lyrics, you would be led to believe that the main hook the one that the song is titled after, or the title after was created, you know what I mean, the main line of the song, would be something like, Who will save your soul? Right? Who will save your soul? Wrong. Wrong out. Mm-mm. It's not that. It is actually shows. I was, I was trying to say it like Jewel. It's souls. There's an S. That's right, she sings a complete different word than what the song title is. 
Nothing says that's not weird, like having a song title, but singing it different. <laughs> Don't worry, she actually does say who will save your soul two times. At the very end. Yeah. This might seem weird. This might seem more like, okay, you just can't really hear it. No, it's really obvious and it's disturbing to me because I don't remember ever it saying souls. And I could be wrong, but then so are other thousands of people. But I guess that's why it's called a false memory, right? <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the last one. Gonna play a few more little clips for you. And maybe some of you are gonna be like, this is not really a Mandela effect harmony, but for many, it is. smash it i'm sure you know it it goes a little something you know like sweet dreams are made of who am i to disagree <laughs> you know that one sweet dreams are made of what was it this what 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 sweet dreams are made of this that sounds fucking weird well if you said sweet dreams are made of these you are incorrect because it is sweet dreams are made of this in 1983, Sweet Dreams Are Made Of This would debut. I played the audio for you, and you can hear in the Eurythmics version, the way that this is pronounced, it does kind of sound like she's about to say these, but she leans in, it's like halfway through the word, she's like, I don't want to say these, I'm going to say this. So it goes like these, but many people claim that the reason people believe and get wrong the title is because of Marilyn Manson's version, which I'm going to talk about in a second. However, the belief that sweet dreams are made of these is the title is so prevalent that on Wheel of Fortune, a man who would actually go on to win the episode, he would lose this game because he wanted to guess the puzzle. As what he saw on the board was sweet dreams are made no O, had the F, a T, and that was it. He, of course, was like, I'd like to solve the puzzle. And then he was told, go on, and he said, sweet dreams are made of these, to which the buzzer went off and he was told, wrong -o. Not only did he gasp, you heard the audience practically just like, <gasps> in gate silent, every contestant around him, which was only two, was pretty shocked as well, and even... You could tell that, like, the host and <laughs> the, uh, the lady, I think it's Vanna White, right, uh, that shows, was just, they were all kind of like, 
you know, smiling, but like, wait a second, I thought it was these two. Now, as I was going to say, many people say that, well, the reason that people think it's these is because Marilyn Manson's version. Clearly, you can hear he says these. Obviously, when he remade it, he just like tweaked it a little, right? Hold on, let's let's listen one more time because it's it's obvious. Hold on, wait, 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 let's one more time. Okay, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. That motherfucker is saying these. He is not at all saying this. However, according to reality, that's incorrect. He is saying this. And it's always been this. In fact, if you go look up his song, look up the lyrics, it states this, even for that line I just played you. Whatever. I call bullshit, okay? I call bullshit. I don't know what your take is on the Mandela effect, but I call fucking bullshit. I strongly believe that there is more to this world than what we're being told, and I think that we should always continue to question everything. Okay, that's getting a little too X-Files, but yeah. <laughs> Let me try from the first to indicate the point. The point is this, that human consciousness... Hey Sam, stay where we can see you. ...is at the same time as being a form of awareness and sensitivity and understanding, it's also a form of ignorance. The ordinary, everyday consciousness that we have leaves out more than it takes in. Do you remember the children's book when you were growing up about the family of bears? The Berenstein Bears. Berenstein, S-T-E-I-N. And because of this, it leaves out things that are terribly important. It leaves out things that would, if we did know them, allay our anxieties and fears and horrors. Have you heard of the Mandela effect? Plenty of people don't remember Sinbad being in a genie movie or Mandela dying in the 80s. But how do you explain to people that do? I talked to Matt. He was worried that you'd be coming fixated on this internet theory. And if we could extend our awareness to include those things that we leave out, we would have a deep interior peace. Now that you have been introduced to the Mandela effect, or if you've already known of it, I'd love to know what your take on it is. Did you know that electric cars have been around since the 1800s? In fact, gas cars killed them? Did you know that? Were you aware? Because I damn sure wasn't. How about the fact that we've literally landed on Venus? Hmm? Did you know that one? And recorded the atmosphere? <laughs> we have video too, by the way. It's just never been released. Yeah. So, uh, did you know that? Because I freaking didn't. And that's really disturbing to me. Well, I think it's time for me to do a little disappearing act, much like Britney Spears' Mike from Upside Did It Again and head on out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and again, I'm really sorry that I've been gone. 
I have a lot going on with life and it's just difficult sometimes for me to be here. These episodes don't exactly pay a whole lot, so it's difficult for me to stop and put all of the work into it that I need to to give you guys what I can when I don't get much out of it and I've spent all of the time that I have because your girl's gotta pay some bills. It seems as though 2023 is our most expensive year of existence yet and we're about to go into 2024 which means it's only gonna get more expensive. So I will continue to make these podcasts and this content for you as much as I can. And heck, if you want to sponsor What the Actual F, reach out to me and then I can gladly make you an episode every week. However, if you'd like to get more of me, more of my content, and the episodes that I release here are too far and few between, feel free following me on TikTok and Instagram at oh hey it's harmony. You can also email me at whattheactualeffharmony at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm going to say goodbye. I love you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode, whenever that is. <laughs> Bye!